Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Tuesday the 11th of June. Coming up, MP backing Michael Gove despite cocaine revelation. Young people make stupid mistakes all the time and we should judge people by the ideas and what they're bringing to the table today. Thousands sign petition against school bus pass price hike. People are getting fed up with the increased costs of austerity which is being passed on to uh, residents across the county. And international cycling race comes to Kent. It's the biggest cycle to come to the county since the Tour de France in 2007. This is one of, if not the biggest women's race in the world. Kent Online News. First today, a Margate woman who had admitted killing her 23-month-old twins on Boxing Day will not face a murder trial. Ishmael has the details. Jake and Chloe were found in their beds in the early hours of December the 27th, shortly after Samantha Ford was involved in a car crash. The toddlers were taken to hospital, but doctors were unable to save them. It's understood the 38-year-old had moved into the rented property in Castle Drive after buying a home with her husband of five years, Stephen Ford, 12 months earlier. The twins' dad was at the hearing at the Old Bailey this morning where prosecutors accepted Samantha Ford's guilty plea to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. She'll be sentenced next month. Kent Online reports. The battle to become the Prime Minister is heating up with the first official hustings of the Conservative leadership race taking place. Ten candidates have made it through to the first round of voting. Tunbridge and Morling MP Tom Tugendhat says he's still backing Michael Gove as the next Tory leader, despite him admitting taking cocaine on several occasions more than 20 years ago. I think uh, we need to judge somebody for their ideas today and not of 20 years ago. Now, I don't think uh, any of us would um, praise him for using controlled or narcotic substances. I think it's it's incredibly stupid and I don't think uh, anybody should do it. But young people make stupid mistakes all the time and we should judge people by the ideas and what they're bringing uh, to the table today. And these days, I think Michael is bringing some really innovative ideas. He's bringing some very... Uh, dynamic policy suggestions and so I am supporting him sadly. Uh, I know that there's at least one other uh, person who's running for the leadership who's uh, taken cocaine and several others who've uh, say they've taken cannabis. Look, I think what this really speaks to is the fact that we really need to have a really hard look at our drugs laws because the idea that some people should get away with and some people shouldn't is completely wrong. Uh, We need to really rethink how we deal with narcotics in our country. Kent Online News. New figures show the number of people out of work in Kent has gone up. Last month, 28,445 people in the county were claiming jobless benefits. That's an increase of 460 compared to April. Nationally, the UK's employment rate remains at an all-time high. Yesterday's heavy rain has caused problems in parts of Kent today. In the early hours of this morning, firefighters had to rescue a woman in her 80s and her dog after their home in West Kingsdown flooded, leaving them waist-deep in water. Flooding's also been disrupting some of the county's roads and emergency repairs had to be carried out overnight on two sinkholes, which closed part of the M25 for more than six hours. Mark Douch is the Environment Agency's Flood and Coastal Risk Manager for Kent and South London. What we've seen is, 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 a, is a large storm front moving up from uh, the continent and yesterday we saw over 100 millimetres of rain fall on parts of Kent. Um, That was predominantly in North Kent so obviously as a result of that we did unfortunately see some property flooding um, and we've seen some road flooding in the north of the county. 
we, we did see rivers also rise as a result of that flooding, but they're starting to peak now, um, and we're seeing levels dropping off. For the next couple of days, the weather's looking quite unsettled. We will be getting some more rain, but the current forecast is um, nothing as heavy as, as what we've had. Um, I've got to say, it's, it's incredibly unseasonable for us in June to be getting 100 millimetres of rain. It's quite, quite an unusual event for us. So were you expecting the flooding that occurred or did it kind of catch you guys by surprise as well? No, we, we, well, the, the forecasts were actually, were actually quite accurate. So we were able to, to, to warn partners. So we held a severe weather, weather advisory group telecon yesterday morning um, to alert emergency services and local authorities to what was happening. And we've had our incident room open all day yesterday. So what's the situation as far as you mentioned the, the properties? Um, was that because they were close to rivers or was it, um, you know, why, why did those in particular flood? Is there any reason? Well, we, we're still looking into that, but I'll, I, would, I would imagine at the moment it's really down to the intensity of rainfall. What we have seen with, with, with the reports of flooding that we have seen, they've been quite widely spaced. And, and quite a number of them have been quite quite a distance from from um, from rivers, so you can get what they call surface water flooding. So if you have very high intensity rainfall on any kind of surface or catchment, if the water can't drain away quickly enough, um, it will pond. Um, and unfortunately, in those kind of events, if if the rainfall is is heavy enough it could enter properties. We also saw as well, Mark, an awful lot of roads that had flooded um, in Kent. What sort of warning would you have for drivers, particularly over the next couple of days if we do get some more rainfall? If, if you see ponding in, 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 in roads, um, we would always advise people you know, to try and avoid driving through flood water, especially if it's, if it's deep. Um, you can quite often see situations where manhole covers in the road will come off um, and, and that sort of manhole hole will be covered over by flood water and it's quite easy for a car wheel to go down that um, the same for a pedestrian so really we advise people to stay out of standing flood water there are all sorts of nasty things you can imagine sewage all kinds of things that get mixed up with flood water so it's best to stay out of it um, i'd also advise drivers to be really careful if they do have to drive through flood water it's the bow wave that the car can can make so so often you'll get properties that are adjacent to a road that's flooded. The properties themselves haven't flooded, but if you get an inconsiderate driver drive through too quickly, like a boat, they create a bow wave, and that bow wave can then go through someone's, across someone's threshold and, uh, and flood a house. So really stay out of flood water. If you really do have to drive through it, take extra care. Uh, and drive slowly. Kent Online reports. A Broadstairs woman has denied pretending to have cancer to get £45,000 worth of donations for treatment. Nicole Elkabas is accused of falsely claiming the cash between February and August last year. The 40-year-old from Edge End Road has been charged with six counts of fraud. She's due to go on trial in January next year. More than 7,000 people have signed an online petition urging bosses in Kent to change the their minds about plans to increase the cost of a school bus pass. From September, the price will be going up 21% from £290 a year to 350 The county council has been accused of punishing parents. Harry's been chatting to Lib Dem councillor Rob Bird. Seems to be quite a lot of dissenting voices against a decision that, of course, you've voted against as well. 
We have voted against uh, the increases. They were incorporated in the uh, annual budget of uh, the County Council, which was approved back in, uh, in uh, February. But uh, clearly, I mean, spending £350 per child, that's £700 if you've got two children at school age, is a lot of money for parents to fork out. And what do you make of, you know, 7,000 people signing it as well? It doesn't surprise me at all because, uh, you know, people are getting fed up with the increased costs of, uh, and effectively it's the increased costs of austerity which is being passed on to uh, residents across the county. But Mike Whiting, who's in charge of transport in Kent, says it will actually be easier now for parents to pay for the school bus pass. I think it's more affordable in, in that we have at long last been able to introduce um, a, 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 an instalment scheme. Uh, people have been calling for this for a long time. There have been all sorts of technical difficulties, which I'm really pleased that we've man managed to now overcome. Um, and so we have made a, a, an increase in the cost of the pass uh, to the pass holder, um, but generally um, in many other areas but particularly um, with the free passes with the 16 plus pass and um, also with the, uh, the, the, the the pass the hundred pound pass for those on a low income we've actually increased our subsidy into those areas to allow those pass costs to stay um, neutral with no rise at all and you've spoken quite passionately about this before about protecting that subsidy because it is a very useful pass to have but also very difficult to provide in the current climate. Absolutely, um, everybody knows that local government budgets are being tightly squeezed and across the country uh, you will not find a scheme similar to that that Kent has put in place to help to the extent that it does with, with parents at the cost of getting uh, their children uh, to school. So I am very proud that we are still able to do this. I'm the envy of many of my counterparts in other counties who simply don't have the budget for it. We've protected that budget best we can. Yes, we've had to put the price up for some and we've increased the subsidy uh, for others, but it's really important to me and it's important to the County Council that we maintain this excellent, excellent subsidy uh, for young people. Kent Online News. Figures show police in Kent have dealt with more than 450 modern slavery cases in the last three years. Data from the Home Office reveals the number has risen every year since it was made a single specific offence in 2015. Around one in ten cases last year resulted in charges being brought. Experts say a lack of support for victims could be hindering investigations. Meanwhile, companies that use modern slavery in their supply chains will soon be added to a list so shoppers are aware. Theresa May is announcing a new transparency registry at a UN summit in Switzerland. An ice hockey star who went missing from Raynham has been found safe and well. 34-year-old Andy Smith, who plays for Kent's Invictus, Victor Dynamos disappeared on Friday morning. Volunteers went looking for him in Ambly Wood in Gillingham last night. Police have confirmed he's back home with his family. Thousands of people have been gathering in Gravesend today for the largest bike race to come to Kent in more than a decade. The second stage of the Ovo Energy Women's Tour took place at the Cyclopark in Gravesend this afternoon. Peter Hodges is from the tour and spoke to us before the event. It's the biggest cycle to come to the county since the Tour de France in 2007 so 
fantastic. It's part of the UCI Women's World Tour, so it means this is one of, if not the biggest women's race in the world. We've got a, a 25 lap race around the Cyclopark, so it's a, a closed road, off-road circuit there at Gravesend. A fantastic facility that's been built. Fast and furious right from, the, uh, right from the, the flag dropping. So about an hour and a half of racing. It's really good if you're a spectator, because you can come on down. You don't just see them once, you'll see them multiple times. Most of our stages uh, that we did yesterday in Suffolk, for example, and the stages for the rest of the week are point-to-point are -point road stages and you know they tend to sort of ebb and flow in their speed. This is absolutely bad out because it's a it's a short circuit, 2.5 kilometers, they'll do as I say 25 laps. And speaking to the riders at the weekend before the opening stage, they were all predicting it was going to be you know, going to be pretty hard actually for what is largely a flat circuit. There's not going to be any sort of moments of respite. In terms of it, the size and the scale of it coming to Kent for the first time, how significant do you think that is for the county? It's very significant. You know, as we said, it's been a long time since the Tour de France came to the county, and it's great to bring back top class cycling. Hopefully, we can bring back more of it, more stages of the women's tour in the future, maybe even the men's tour of Britain in the future. Uh, it's a fantastic purpose built facility by Kent County Council and British Cycling at the Cyclopark. So it's great we can, um, you know, show off and use it, but it'd be fantastic to have a stage that. You know, perhaps if it went through the beautiful Kent countryside. Maybe that's one for 2020, who knows. And finally today, a Kent restaurant has been named the best gastro pub in the UK. The sportsman in Seasalter has been recognised at this year's National Restaurant Awards. The Fordage Arms in Canterbury has also made it onto a list of the top 100 in the country. That's it for now, but don't forget you can head to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.